It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when the heat sweep them garbage ass nuggets. Man, what's going on with y'all boys, man? We back at another episode of MKZ the podcast. We know it's been a long time coming, but we got the whole gang in this bit and a special guest. Hold on, who the special guest is? Come on, man. It's your boy O. Yes, sir. We got our boy O in the set for us today. Oh, how you feeling? Feeling good, you know. Shocked, you know. <laughs> Not, well, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by the heat overall. Hey, Not man, by that yeah. last game. We try got to, so try much. To tell these boys. Try to tell. We try to tell them, smack. We try to tell them. Key, how you feeling? You ain't saying nothing all day. I feel good. Feeling good. Nah, he's not feeling good, y'all. His Lakers, his Lakers got rocked. He's not feeling good, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it ain't what it is. Hey, respectable. We'll get into all that today, man. We just want to give um, provide y'all with a little bit of background as to why we haven't been dropping no episodes in a little while. Um, as y'all know, we, we, we told y'all the first episode, all of us are in school and we all be in different locations. So with the, with the school year ending and, you know, I just graduated college and, I, and everybody else graduation coming up. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. It's been, it's oh, been. Oh, yeah, also graduated. Right, right. It's been. Oh, yeah. Oh, graduated to our special guest. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. That boy. Teacher Orion. Come on now. So it's been, it's been kind of, it's been kind of hectic, but we're, we're trying to get back in the flow of things. And with the finals coming around, especially how these conference finals came, man, we had to run something up, bro. We had to, we had to. So without further ado, man, we're going to get right into the conference finals talk. Trust for a second. I know we got the heat and nuggets on the horizon in what, two days? I'm looking forward to the tip off of that game one, but before we get to there, let's have a little discussion about the about the conference finals. Now, I think we could start with the most, respectfully speaking, the most lackluster of the two conference finals, the Lakers and the Nuggets. Kevon, please open us hey. up on that on that conversation. What's going on with your Lakers? You man? knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Uh, to be honest, I like I wasn't mad about it as bad because Lakers season how they started like we started this podcast talking about how they were like 2 and 10 13 seed and shit and we didn't even know how that was even going to change mm-hmm. so so I remember like remember what we was talking about like I don't know if y'all remember what we was talking about, like halfway like maybe Lakers can make the playoffs maybe right looking at me all the way to the conference finals so it's like I'm not mad about it Facts. so I'm not mad about it I'm not, we played the Nuggets to a really good team you know, we beat we beat the Warriors. I'm glad about that. Fuck the Warriors. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's, it's, it's actually crazy because no respect to the Nuggets. I was actually more scared of the Warriors because they were like last year's champion and they had Curry in them and how they play. Mm-hmm. But dog, oh, the Nuggets <coughs> different story, bro. Like like even like I, I'm watching the game because some games I was working so I couldn't watch, but I watched like half the games mm-hmm. and like. Especially the third game, like Lakers had a lead in the third game going into the half, I think, or they like had like at least six points. Nuggets came back, dropped, and they hit the Lakers. Went back and scored. Then Nuggets, everything that the Lakers did, like the Nuggets answered times two. It was just you. You can't complain about that. It's just it was just a total like dominant. It was, it was just better yeah, than everything. It was like the Lakers were trying to keep up the whole time. Right, right, and to, yeah. I, mean, I mean to give your to give your team some credit, like. They didn't get blown out any of the four games. We can say that yeah. all four games were maybe at some points they be, they became routes, but at the when it came down to the wire, when, when we're 
coming down to the last two minutes or whatever we want to call it, you know, they put up a fight. So I feel like, you know, for your Lakers, although it might be a letdown because y'all have, you know, one of the most scrutinized players of all time on your team and anything he says, you know, anything he does in a negative fashion will get looked at to demean his legacy. But, you know, I mean, I think it was a, a overall successful year for your Lakers, especially like you said, the way you guys turned it around and were able to make a conference finals, which very few people even had you guys. Um, you know, slated to do. So, I mean, I think the Lakers got to keep their heads up, man. And then that team over there in Denver, like, McKinley, we got to deal with them soon, bro. We got to deal with them soon. But we going we gonna, we gonna to be in for a rude awakening when it comes to that uh, number 15 that hold down that block, boy. Like, I mean, oh, what you? how do you feel about Jokic and just how he's, like, dominated the game so far? Like, just as far as, you know, the way he's been able to make his imprint since coming into the league. Um, matter of fact, because I just recently seen like a rookie year Jokic video, like a montage. And bro, he had yes, them same, seen the same seen that. He had them same signs. Like you could tell he was going to be something from the moment he stepped on the league. How do you feel about Jokic, though? Yes, man. Speaking of that, I know what Pussy's talking about. And I remember the commentator saying something like, Oh, where did that come from? He right. did some like cool ass pass. They were like, "Where did that come from?" Tell Little me. did they know. That's yeah. all he fucking do. It's crazy. But like you just even when you ask me how I feel about him, when you said just now, McKenna, we got to deal with him soon. It's gonna be the same story. It's gonna be y'all trying to keep up with them. Right, right. And his game is Damn just so it's so it's so unique in the sense that he doesn't allow nobody to speed him up. He goes at his own pace, but then his pace seems Dirty. like it's something that's dragging. And you look at the score sheet. Man got 42, 12, and 11. And you just like, where? When did this happen? You know what I'm saying? It's craziness. It's craziness. I don't know if he have anything to deal with him, but that's going to be a discussion for another day. But I wasn't expecting a sweep, though, McKinley. How, what, what were you thinking was coming from that series? I thought Braun would at least get him one. And I was and I was heartbroken that he didn't at least get one. I was heartbroken. Um. Honestly, I know I that's your guy. I don't mean to cut you. I don't mean to cut you off. I know that's your guy. So I just want to ask you how you feel about it. Um, really felt a little disheartened from it because you know you wanted a better series, or at least like you know a seven game, you know a battle, right. you know. In each game, it, it was a battle for them. Was. You know, it wasn't no, it, it was really no blowouts. But I had, I had the Lakers winning because you know with the Nuggets, you know, like they're always been a good team, but they they just haven't been able to get over that hump. You know, Jokic would play well, but it just seemed like they was missing something. Or it's just like the pieces weren't just connecting together. And this year, they, they got all of that. And Jokic is playing at an all-time level. Jamal Murray, Lord have mercy. That boy come back from his ACL injury. He's a problem. Better than ever. So that team, they're playing really well. They're really coached well. They're, they're just firing all cylinders. I thought defensively, they just wasn't going to be able to handle AD and Braun, but... They was able to AD some games didn't show, unfortunately. And Braun just seemed, Braun seemed just he, he didn't seem aggressive enough, you know, at times, or at least where we wanted him to. Because, right. you know, as we know, he's been relegated to his new role where he's now he's just trusting his guys more and letting, you know, the offense work for him now instead of him being the offense. So mm-hmm. it, this series, it was it was that series for him to be, you know, 2018 LeBron carried the team on his back and really be the initiator of everything. But he just didn't seem up to it or he just didn't want to do it. And you know what's crazy? Like you know what's crazy? See, I I see where you're coming from with that statement, and I feel like that is the position that a lot of the media has taken up when it has come to LeBron and his, you know, handling of this of that past series. But what more can we ask from the man? 
what more can we ask from the man? Because we're asking a man at year what thirty. We're asking the man at, in at age 20. thirty-eight, year twenty yep. twenty-something. We're asking a man to still be that driving force for a team when realistically we've never seen that or asked that from anybody else in NBA history. So it's like, you know, that's the type of level that we, we're, we're talking about with certain guys. And it's like, you guys don't realize he spent over half of his life in the NBA and producing at a very high level. Can we cut this man some slack? There's no reason he should be having to go out there and drop 40 points. I understand if you're still capable of doing it, do it. But that's the thing that we take for granted when it comes to LeBron because his longevity is something that we've never even seen. The only other names that come to mind in sports in general with longevity of this nature is names like McKinley, our most hated guy, Tom Brady. Like It's only certain folks in this, le in, in this world that can produce at such a high level for so long periods of time i just don't understand why this negative stigma goes to lebron james not being able to do xyz or we're zooming in on him walking back to the locker room when he, after he gets swept but the man has the man leaves it all on the court day in day out and us fans and us you know lovers of the game all we can do is appreciate it in my opinion i just don't understand where the negative stigma come from but if y'all can tell me then then we can make it make some sense Cause you know it's the expectations from the from the beginning since he was about to get drafted being an NBA prospect. Yeah. If he it's either greatness or bust. Right. If he doesn't if he's not chasing Jordan, he's not good. Right, Key, how you feel? It's all yes. It's it's, it's always going to be that with LeBron, and unfortunately, it's just what it is. I feel like people just weird at this point. It's getting really weird. It's getting like, weird. Dude, like, dude, he literally was supposed to have surgery he said nah i can't do that and at 38 and he's like went out there putting on his nose and be like oh look lebron's getting sweep i don't care he's getting swept but like, anytime people do that i just ignore it because that shit's stupid weirdest shit to me uh and even like even like ignorant exactly and even even when he was like throwing some retirement like people like LeBron retiring. I'm like, good. And like, no, he's 38. His son just graduated high school. Right. He about to be in college. Like, right. like, it's, like, what's going on? Like, I, I saw Austin Reed says something. He's like, oh, I really wish that LeBron could play. Like, 80s, like 80s, also. He was shocked. He 38. 38. What, what do you see? Play this late, like, and he gonna be 39 next year, bro. Imagine being 39 playing basketball in the NBA still with the young bulls. It really don't make no sense. Like, it really don't make no sense, man. And I feel like you know some of the respect that that is is due towards this man. You know, it's it's a case with a lot of the greats. You know, you are gonna miss them when they're gone, bro. And I really yeah. do. I really do feel that wholeheartedly because, like you just said, even the slightest hint of him talking about retirement or the slightest hint of him saying he's done with the game, everybody's like, "Whoa, whoa, what are we gonna do without LeBron? Why is LeBron retiring? He can still play. He can still play." What are you like? Come on, like think about like like Shannon Sharp recently. He said something the other day that really just changed my perspective on just certain things when it comes to a lot of these athletes. I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in these athletes being those you know those performers on the court or in their field or those performers that we expect to you know come home from work, turn on the TV, and boom, they're gonna be doing what they do respectfully but we have to come sit here and realize that these people are human beings at the end of the day and shannon sharp brought up the fact that like key just said his oldest son has just graduated high school his second oldest son coming soon and his daughter at some point in time she she growing too so it's like how long do you stay removed from your children's life and and uh, you know have have to rely so much on your you know 
your rock, your your wife or whatever the case may be to hold it down. But it's like you come back in the house and I'm not saying I'm not speaking for what his household may look like because I don't know the time that he spends with his kids. But just knowing the rig- the vigor of the NBA season and the travel that comes with it, it's it's only so much time you can spend with your kids. And this is time that he will never get back. So in my opinion, if he's building, a fa- he has a family at this point. Oh, he has done everything he needs to do for the game. And if people can't appreciate that, then I don't know what more than needs to be said. That's all I got to say about Brian. Oh, it sounds like you it sound like you want to say something. Yeah, it's probably the, the media probably are playing a big part, too. You're probably tired of talking to them dumbass people <laughs> and dealing with the internet and shit. I'm telling you. Like, I'm for telling real, you. bro. Like, every single game he play a big deal. Like, they remember his failures more than his success now. Yeah. It's probably just annoying to him now. Right. Right, I agree with that statement. And you know what's crazy? It's like, I mean, I feel like he's like maybe the first modern superstar, superstar that has had the spotlight of social media on them like this. Because there wasn't, there was newspapers going around for Jordan. You feel me? And I know mm-hmm. newspapers was a thing back in the day, but Jordan don't give a damn about no newspapers. The most he got to deal with is a little interview here and there. He don't got to deal with going, scrolling through Twitter. And seeing people's entire likeness on social media being, I hate LeBron James. He is a bum. Bah, bah, bah. You see what I'm saying? That, that'll be their name. That'll be their handle. You see LeBron, what I'm saying? This, you, know, you know, it's crazy because I've seen in one of the comments, like, Bron posted literally Bronny for prom. And then someone, a hater on in his comments, literally, literally detailed all of his failures and why Jordan is better. For what reason? Like, you see what every I'm saying? <laughs> He's posting about his kid and we sitting here talking about nah, that. Nah, that shit funny though. You see you what I'm saying? You gotta take that as a joke and move on. Okay. LeBron shouldn't even be reading the comments. Yeah, man. That, yeah, shit, that, that shit is funny. Like, the post, the post and his post is not even about him. It's about Bronny and going to prom and then you got haters just like, oh, Jordan better than He had Jordan that copy and pasted. He just copy and pasted that bit. He not even, he don't care about the content. It'd be, be, be a picture of a girl with a big butt on there. How does it think LeBron's career? How does it LeBron's legacy? <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you'll catch that shit in park. You feel me? Man, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, the Lakers, slight. I mean, they didn't go outside to me. Like he said, they, they, they had a season that they could at least hold their heads up and move forward positively. But there were some low points in that series. I feel like one of them being, and I hate saying this, but this because this has been my guy since he was in college, but. We got to do something about D'Lo and his performances because his performances, (laughs) man, his performances in these, in that series specific, I won't say the playoffs in general because he had some sparks throughout the playoffs, but he just, like, at a point in time, like, players of a certain stature because D'Lo, he's made made an all-star game, if I'm not mistaken, as as a reserve or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, so he's been an all-star. Like, you are no longer that just you know role player that people just talk about and you just see whenever the case may be when you once you make that all-star game it's like okay now you have some sort of status to your name in these moments you gotta you gotta at least perform in some way shape or form my my bad oh but like in these moments you're the guys that we're looking at to help take the load off of guys like braun and ad's back yeah i was just gonna say i think that ties back to why lebron may be retiring because that nigga definitely needs some gangsters around him if he want to win another chip and I think the haters like McKinley just said mm. just gonna hate on the fact that he need people that win it again right mm. right and D-Lo sorry yeah ain't do it D-Lo and Bam need to go to Shanghai Sharks 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Just vibe on Bam. Bam, Bam gonna be in the discussion. And D'Angelo Russell. Nah, Bam. Any big ass in there too. He's <laughs> in eighty out there too. Hey man, I mean, let's just talk. Close. Let's just talk it up to a decent season, and let's give the Nuggets their credit because I'm tired. I was tired. Hmm. That's another thing. I was tired, and this is how just how the media works in general, especially when you're dealing with these big markets and big superstar players, bro. How many? Tell y'all. Tell me if I'm wrong. I know y'all seen a commanding performance by Jokic, and the first thing you saw on social media was Lakers down 1-0. I mean, Lakers down 0-1. Lakers can't get it done, blah, blah, blah. It's like we have, we're not giving no credit to the team that's going out there and is looking like the best team in the NBA by far, and they've looked Facts. like that from the beginning of the season. You see what I'm saying? But we don't want to give the respect <laughs> to them. We want to talk about what's the hype and et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talking about game one. They Nuggets win. They talking about oh, uh, Rui Hachimura adjustment on uh, yeah. Jokic. I'm like, we talking about the adjustment, but they lost the game. You like, feel me? First thing I seen was a picture of Braun like sitting down on the floor. Oh one. Why is this the first thing you showing me right now? Why is this the first thing on my algorithm? You see what I'm saying? I don't know. Jamal man. Murray going crazy. We don't really hear much about him at don't all. Don't say a peep, bro. Don't say a peep about it. So shout out to the Nuggets, Pete man. Boy. The Lakers. Crazy. What? He been he's looking like that bubble Murray again. He's trying to make that make that a little facade for himself. So, you know, shout out to the Nuggets, man. Shout out to the Lakers. The Lakers, they went outside, but I mean, they made it to the conference finals. At the end of the day, this season they were the top four team in the league. We can't say nothing about it. Just off of the off of the rankings and where and where you ended up. So more credit to the Western Conference. The Western Conference got some dogs over there. You got the Grizzlies coming up. The Kings had a prom- very promising season, and we have to look at yeah, the King. Yeah, we got to look at the Kings with some love. Me and Key were just talking about the fact that um, Bob Myers stepping down. So did Braun really just walk out there and end uh, the Warriors dynasty like that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Braun did us a favor, boy. Draymond for him, too. Draymond, too. Draymond couldn't wait to get back to the hotel. Yeah. I already know. He's a free agent. I mean, like, he, he don't know. Hey, you don't know. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But I mean, I feel like that's enough talk for the West, man. Let's talk Dream about. Draymond a free agent. Yeah, Draymond a free hmm? agent. He yeah, free agent. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! If they don't resign him, you think he'll go to another team? Honestly, because yeah, yeah. he gonna want the bread. He gonna want the bread. He gonna want the bread. But if I'm, I don't know. I feel like he's leaning he more. Probably to just going Now nah, he probably just gonna keep doing. He's probably gonna be an analyst. I was about to say, I feel like he's leaning more towards the media now these days. I feel like, bro, they'll get blown out by like twenty, and he had the crib smiling on the on the on the podcast. So let me <laughs> tell y'all what happened. Y'all. So, <laughs> let me tell you what happened this game. This is why coaching was. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, damn, he ain't wasting no time. <laughs> he didn't shower or nothing. He didn't shower or nothing. Just, <laughs> hop, just hop straight in front of the screen, man. Hey, more power to him. More power to him. But I feel like it's time to get into the the most interesting. Eastern Ain't Conference. <laughs> I feel like one of the one of the most interesting Eastern Conference finals we've had in a little while. <sighs> and it's and what it's a crazy. It's crazy because like I've seen I saw some graphic before the Eastern Conference Finals and it was they were just detailing just the sheer level of dominance that the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics have like shown in the Eastern Conference so far. And it's like since like twenty ten I believe it was they're, one of the two teams has represented in the Eastern Conference Finals in some way, shape, or form. At some point in time, we got to realize who the top teams is in the, in, the, in the Eastern Conference. And I understand you got all these big guns. You got the Giannis's of the world. You got the Joel Embiid's of the world who deserve their credit and at some point need to produce to the level 
Giannis has has done it already, but I'm talking about guys like Joel or whatever the case may be. You got to produce to that certain level that your name lives up, you know, so that you're so it lives up to the name. But if we're seeing the same two teams, some way, shape, or form down down the stretch in the Eastern Conference Finals, making it to the finals, it's like, bro, we can't really say much, and it's become a rivalry to the point where. Whereas we literally saw them last year in the same situation, saw them last year in the same situation. Rose reverse, just the game, you know, the games flip. Same situation, we ended up losing. You see what I'm saying? Back to back, we're in another situation. It's Celtics Heat again, man. What can we yeah. speak about the dynamic of these two teams and how they are really forming one of the NBA's top rivalries, in my opinion? Defense, man. I'm telling you, yeah. It starts from the top with organizations, man. Exactly. With the GMs, with Pat Riley and Danny Ainge, they've been them boys been doing a great job of acquiring either picks or just finding gems and good players just to you know. Brad Stevens. Good coaches too, you know, just finding guys and then just really setting that culture. Yeah, it starts at the top because these organizations are are world class organizations that are doing a tremendous job of putting their players and their organizations in positions to succeed. So you have the Boston Celtics who. Although this could be low-key used as a slight against them, they have reached some sort of success with, like, what, three different coaches now? Because you had the success yeah. of Brad Stevens to start with. Then you had um, – remind me coach name that, that was messing with you. Yeah, yeah. Email Udoka, my bad. The one that was getting it in in the back and by the scenes. And then you had um, – <laughs> You had a new coach, uh, Joe Mazzula. Mazzarella. Joe Mazzula, yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, so it's like... The, like and Brad Stevens. Right. You're supposed to have two, you know, three completely different systems, which is a conversation for another day in the league where we always blame the coaches. But I feel as though yeah. if you structure the team correctly and you put those guys in position to succeed, it don't matter who the coach is. As long as the coach has some general knowledge about basketball and knows how to game plan for certain situations... Your guys are going to go out there and produce, and we see it with the team with teams like the Boston Celtics. But with the series being as 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 roller coaster as it's been, Kevon, get us started on just how you felt the series progress and how what you felt was you know the, the shining moments of this um, Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Um, it, it just it it started off. It's like um, yeah, you yeah, play sports, right? And coaches always be like, you can't turn that switch on. It, between like turning the switch on later on in the half or later on in the season, you can't turn it on and off. You gotta always be on that. I feel like the switch was turned on for the Miami Heat since the trade deadline, yeah. and the Celtics even 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 the Celtics were good from the beginning, and they turned that shit off and they was just up and down. And it, actually, the way Miami was also up and down towards the end too because they lost the two playing games, and they just they, they kept unbalancing out, but. When it came down to the playoffs, who took to play the first round again? I forgot. It, who was? The Celtics. Us. They played, um, they should have played Atlanta. They played Atlanta. Who the Heat lost to in the first playing yeah. game, which is something the I do forget. Mm-hmm. They were going 4 2. They were supposed to beat them with lost two games for no reason because they started yeah. doing the same thing they do right now. And they played Philly. Philly had a lead on them. They came back. Okay. Then Philly took the lead again. Then they, they had a put some miraculous game seven to beat Philly. That should never happen. They're a way better team than those guys. Shout out to Jordan B playing like Game Bulls. seven. 3 seven. And then they, then they played Miami and they did the same shit. They were down 3-0. Now Miami wasn't playing with them. 
And then they came back, and now what happened with the gas seven the last game? They couldn't shoot the way out of things like they usually do. Right. So and that's what, what happens. So what do you think is the the problem with the Celtics? Do you feel as though they have that just that that issue of that initial spark that they need to start you know start series series excuse me series on the right foot instead of going down you know oh one going down oh three to the you know craziest craziest uh, level like we saw against the Miami Heat like what is the Celtics issue from the perspective of having you know just being that have, being that inconsistent in terms of starting you know starting series a certain way and finishing series looking like a completely different team what is their issue I think uh, oh no fault I I um I just saw a TikTok shout out TikTok and it was it was a little it was a little um not well compared to me, but well compared. Uh, the guy compared this other team to the old Thunder team with Harden and Russell Westbrook and KD, and it's how they play. You kind of see some ladies like the Celtics. They have a really good flow of offense and they have a really good system, but it's mostly isolations when you look at it. It's like if if Tatum can get his isolation, yeah. all right, pass it to Brown. Brown can get his isolation, all right, pass it to Marcus Smart. And if those don't work out, they just take it to open shooter because they have so much attention because they're really good players. And similar to the OKC, how they were. And I think that just doesn't win you games. You know, like you see, like, it's kind of hard to replicate with Yoko Suki. Yoko is a crazy athlete, but the ball on that Nuggets team just flows. Most teams with that much talent around, they have a really good player that just makes everybody flow. You know, of course, later on down the possession of the game, you give it to your star player, but it's like, damn, we got Tatum and we got Brown who can make that shot. And then even last game, they gave it to Marcus Smoke to shoot that shot. And it's like, you could do that with something, I feel like, maybe, but I feel like you need to give it to one guy or have a, at least a backup guy who knows he's a backup instead of saying, yo, I want the ball. Right. I don't know what they got going on in the conversations when they coaching or whatever, but, like, Tatum got to be that guy, and Brown got to be like, okay, you got to Tatum. You saw all you. Yeah. That's yeah, how that's it should be. And Marcus Smart should be in the corner for an open three, not, oh, shoot, who are we going to give it to? I don't know. I don't know what they do, but I, I think that's how it should be. And I think that confusion that messes up. And they had some um, issues, too, during the season when it was about trading KD. And Jay Brown's like, oh, what's going on with this KD trade? Y'all trying to trade me? They had, like, little issues, too, and shit. So I don't know. Maybe the locker room stuff going on with them boys. Uh, I couldn't really tell, but it's definitely affecting their play because yeah. they, they're not playing to what they supposed to be. They do a lot of ISO ball for real. Like everybody gets the mano y mano moment. Mm-hmm. Derek White get the ball and he just they see what he do. Jenny Brown, you know ISO. Jenny Tasty Tatum one on one. Like it's just a matter of if they hitting their shots that they win. If they not, they not. Exactly. Like and like you said about the Nuggets, bro. They swing the ball, swing the ball. They gonna do a one move, two move up. It's not there. Pass. Uh 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 uh. Not there. Pass. Right. Uh, it's not open. Let me pass. Right. It's 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 Celtics on some gangster shit. They just gonna shoot it. They playing street ball. They playing street ball. I mean, it's just a matter of. For me, I feel like, and I know McKinley, you wanted to say something, so I'll let you speak in a second. But um, it's just really an identity issue for the Celtics. You know, like they just don't the scheme. Like the scheme is, I feel like the scheme is somewhat there. Like because we'll see some moments, like when they blew us out in um, in game. What game was that? Game five. Yeah, yeah. When they blew the doors off of us like, on game five, that it wasn't necessarily just give one guy. Although Tatum was cooking, it wasn't necessarily just give one guy to rock, let him go to work. They have those moments where they where they fall into those flows that we're speaking about that we see so regularly from the Nuggets. So we know it's possible. We know they can get it done. But then, like y'all said, at the end of the day, when you know when it's time for the rubber to meet the road, we start falling into our old habits. Especially when you have so much talent like that team has, we fall into those old habits of, like O just said, give him the rock, see what he could do. 
give him the rock, see what he could do. Honestly, I know the teams were constructed differently. I know Boston is a homegrown organization for the most part, as opposed to this team I'm about to bring up. But they kind of remind me of that first year of when um, the big three got together in Miami. It's like there's no identity. You got too many egos, and you have too many people to go to in the, you know, in the yearning moments of the game when they're supposed to be a clear-cut, hey, we'll run two, three motions, two, three sets, but we know who the, you know, we know who hands the ball is going to end up in. And if he's getting locked up, then we go to our second option, like the Heat used to do with Braun and D-Wade. You see what I'm saying? But there it really isn't hasn't been that discussion between guys like JT and uh and JB to say hey listen I'm here to assist you like you have been have solidified yourself as the face of this franchise which is okay because at the end of the day Jalen Brown he could still be looked at as a second option but he made an all NBA team this year and he's still and he's still in the running to receive that max contract which is going to be something that Boston has to look into when it comes to bringing him back but you know, like you could still have success while understanding that one guy just he just has to be the main option because you cannot function throwing multiple stars together and thinking it's gonna work as we saw with the Brooklyn Nets. You know, so McKinley, I know you wanted to speak. What you gotta say about the Celtics? Um, I'll say, you know, it started off from the top. You know, when they when they fired Ime Doka, you know, that really they lost the edge on defense. Cause you know he was a hard-nosed coach about defense, and you know obviously you play good defense, you make you get easier shots. Mm-hmm. You know it's just simple transition work. You know that goes into their favor because you know Taylor and Brown they they like to run, they like to be in transition, make it easy on themselves. And then you know I did mm-hmm. some uh, I, w- I watched a little film study, and then um, it was saying that like the reason why the Celtics were like a top offense in there in the season is because they passed the ball quite a bit. Like, they they're one of the top passing teams. So they obviously they swing the ball a lot, and then when they played us. They, their passes, they it dropped. You've seen a lot more iso ball in our series, and then you obviously we took we took advantage of that. They're not guys are not in rhythm. Guys don't guys are not hitting open shots because you know obviously passes not going their way, mm-hmm. and so that leads into that. So that's why we've seen a little shift where okay now their passes are up, and you know guys are now hitting more shots in rhythm. Tatum, as you can see, he's not dropping in most of his games. He didn't really drop a lot of 30 pieces. It was like 28, 29. He wasn't going off for 50 because he was, he was dishing a rock a lot. He was just being a great facilitator, finding open guys when the Heat are over-helping and over-rotating, you know, for open threes. So that's why, like, in those games, he was getting blown out because they're just hitting shots. Right. Um, right, I agree. I agree. And, honestly, I don't want to blame it on coaching because I feel like uh, Joe Mazzula did do a very good job of at least giving his teams that – I mean, his team that will – excuse me, to make it back into the series and even make it a series to begin with. But at a certain point in time, like, the same way we were talking about Miami, if they would have lost this series, it being the greatest collapse, you know, in playoff history, I mean, in NBA playoff history, I do feel like that same precedent has to be set on the Boston Celtics because to, to you know, to come back in the fashion that they did, I don't even want to talk about game six. I was at a concert chilling. I looked at my phone. I see we lost by one point. I dropped my head. I put my phone in my pocket. I kept it pushing because it wasn't going to ruin my day, you know? But what I'm saying is, like, you have a team that come that came back in extraordinary fashion. And, you know, one of the best game sixes in NBA, in Eastern Conference Finals history for sure, if not NBA history in my opinion, ending on such a fashion. It's like you're supposed to take that momentum. I was I'm going to be real. As a Heat fan, my head was down going into game seven. I had faith in my team, but I was like, bro, we was up 3-0. 
and we are going back to the garden after headband in the middle of the head Derek White hits a game winning putback with no point two on the clock I just don't understand it I don't understand it and I'm like bro this is the makings of getting blown out on their home floor I don't give a damn what Jimmy Butler or Eric Spolster are saying we're about to go over there and get the doors blown off <laughs> you're a bogus key yeah. <laughs> and just yeah, all like, the way back there <laughs> And, Damn. and just like that, and just like that, the complete opposite takes place. We knock them boys off their block by 20. Like, it was, it's a, it was it's sure. a, Perks out there. Right. It's a testament to heat culture, but at the same breath, it's a, you know, it's a knock on the Boston Celtics and what they got going on. So I feel like the next question I want to pose before we get into the conversations about the heat and segue that into the heat versus Nuggets series, my last question on, on the Boston Celtics is, is it time to blow it up or is it time to just change things? Because we've seen them have success with three different coaches. So we know it's not coaching at this point. We know it's not coaching at this point. What is the issue with the Boston Celtics? I want to, I want to pose that question to our special guests. Oh, what you think it is? Do you think it's time to blow it up? And just, if you have, if you had to decide what one thing it is for the Celtics that is stopping them from reaching that plateau of getting that, you know, that, that, uh, What's the name of that Larry O'Brien trophy? You know, what is what is that one thing? Oh wait, before you start, I just want to say, bro, I seen but before Game Seven, I seen on Twitter people was bringing up the Houston Rockets going over twenty seven from three, and I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, low key, what if that happens to the Celtics? And then lo and behold, the way they start off the game, over ten in the first quarter, it's crazy, Lord, it's crazy, it's crazy. What's the issue, O's? If you if you could put some some merit to it. Um, maybe if I can put a finger on it, yeah. They they probably need a, a f- like a more athletic big man to get rid of Al Horford. Robert Williams is great. Mm. Robert Williams is good. Right. He, he can stay. And they may need another decent scorer or someone to bring energy off the bench. Because yep. Brogdon you nice and all, but Momentum wise, they don't give no juice. That's a player we are not. I have not heard enough scrutiny about because Brogdon, Brogdon is what six man of the year. And he was um he was, he was injured. Okay. I know he I know he was suffering from some injuries, but even throughout the entirety of the playoffs, he wasn't looking like that guy to me. Which I'm when you know I, I remember talking to uh talking to you guys when that when that acquisition was made, and I was like, bro, what? The, Boston is already loaded, and they just added Malcolm Brogdon to the mm-hmm. to the. To the to the lineup, so I mean, I thought that could have been the top, the the, the um, deciding factor in the series, but they definitely need some more help off the bench. I've, I I would agree with that statement. And they they need to move off the ball. They need to move more. Like they literally just be they just be chilling and trying to see if the person with the ball gonna score or not. Right. In be, my opinion, they be snagging in the line. So so is it time to blow it up? Y'all think what y'all what y'all thinking about Boston? Um, yeah, I think it's about that time. Well, yeah. I wouldn't I say blow it up, blow but, it up yeah. but you're going to have to move Brown because you paying Tatum and Brown, it's it's going to cost you the rest of your team and your depth. And we see what happens when, well, you know, we seen with the Suns, you got your top heavy and then you got no depth to help you. So yeah. you're going to have to move Brown, get some more acquisitions, and then let Tatum be that guy for you. Al Horford, Marcus Smart for Anthony Davis. <laughs> Oof. That boy with a big, big. 
big big ideas into the air. I know Key don't like that one. Key, how you feel though about the Celtic? What do you think? Blow up or what? Um, I don't think blow up. I was only the sick words in my mouth. I think they need a big man. Um, the last what two three finals, every team was pretty big and had a really decent big man mm-hmm. that could do well rebounding, defending. And even right now, the Nuggets, and it's gonna that's what I think. I want that's what going to go into the final talk with the Heat. It's gonna be a problem because you need a guy who's gonna go out there, snag boards, be aggressive in the paint, and help out, you know, help Tatum and them boys. Pick and rolls, yeah, pick and rolls. Like, this new league, bro. I like Tatum getting rebounds, but going back to what you said about the transition, how they well, how well they play the transition league. I don't like him going down there trying to fight to go for a board and he slows him down offensively in my opinion right. he can't really get into his nice spot he has to go got a rebound and he has to find a guy to kick it out to they get in the right position and that's what that's probably what happens with the isolation and how they keep standing around i think they get a big man i agree i don't think Jalen brown Jalen there's that money for sure on nba but you can't have both him and Tatum with that much money. After you just played Malcolm Brogdon, I think Malcolm Brogdon is still a good player. He showed some, hey, he maybe hit some money this, this year. He showed some some signs. He can still hoop. Right. I think they could probably trade um, Jalen Brown for I don't know who. Could who are they trading for? Cause I saw someone say trading for Anthony Simmons, and if they even do that, they got to pay Simmons a lot of money too if he do that. So like whoever they trade for, it gotta be well established contract, someone that's a decent side piece to Tatum, mm-hmm. or probably someone that's could that could, you know, maybe a big man they could trade for maybe trade for um no, they can't trade for Aiden, but something they can trade for another big one maybe or something. Right. And Michael Brown could start and like you guys said, once they have that money off the table, not using it on one player, they could help that with the bench and help that with whatever they need to help them get to the next level. They, they could they could, you know, not blow it up. But pull a little grenade in that bit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they don't got to do all that. With Taylor playing this high level, he's still good. Marker, Marker's smart. He's he's playing pretty well. Uh, hopefully, he wants to stay. He won't get paid that much. Probably what 120. Mm-hmm. We could do that. Right. They, they keep the yeah. Marker ball to keep that up. Like like you said, I hope for keep about 46. Get your old ass out of here. Robert Williams, the thing about Williams is he's good, but he has to stay healthy. Health has always been his problem. Since always been his problem. Even during the playoffs, Jay had to go and lock him for a few minutes. Like he has to stay healthy. If he can't stay healthy, they need a big man that's going to stay healthy. Maybe they go after Brook Lopez during the off season. That'd be great for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Some we'll see, like Bruce Brown. Bruce right. Brown, like they, there's a lot of guys that can get more shooters that that could that could move and rotate something. Um, We'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see we'll I was going to say something too. Uh, oh, going back to what you were saying about the Miami Heat thing and Jalen and, uh, and uh, LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Damn, I took it back. My fault. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if they if they Jalen Brown, wouldn't matter. But right. remember, all of you remember we seen like the little documentary LeBron and how the next year after they lost the Mavericks. Wade said, "Yo, call the bullshit. This right. is your team." Right. And LeBron was shocked because Wade won a ring. That's something that the Celtics have to get into if they want to keep those two together. Yeah. But that's not gonna work because Wade took a pay cut. They're much more older. These guys are both young, fiery guys, and they both want to get paid. And both want to have that shine. That nigga uh, Jalen Brown, that one with Bernice Burgos, he want all the shine. He want he want some <laughs> big booty girl with him. He wanted the cars. He want the money. He want. He told me I gotta yeah, take the shots. He's trying to, he's I don't know if he got it. I'm telling you, him and yeah. uh, him and Ant was talking about. I know y'all seen that video of him and Ant talking about the two yeah. men after the uh, after that one game <laughs> in Miami. Like yeah, these boys yeah. is young and these boys want to work. So I mean, yeah. you know, with this conversation, it's really it's really putting some you know 
perspective on certain things for me. And I'm just thinking about like, how do you win in this in, in today's NBA? And I know like, you know, in previous NBA in you know, previous eras, like even as recently as what well, I feel like is kind of um falling out of, you know, out of prominence, but like the super team era where like you needed a super you like you feel like you needed a super team you needed like at least three superstars on your team to carry you to that level of success i feel like now we're big we're, we're driving into a league that's very like i want to say duo oriented but one thing i'm noticing is that like the majority of these teams that we're seeing having success a lot of it is homegrown with the with the with the benefit of having like a good gm or a good um, system around the organization to bring in specific pieces that they need to fill in, you know, different voids that they may have. So Boston already has the makings from a homegrown perspective, but I just feel like they've gotten an unlucky draw in that they've had, they got two ball dominant guards, so to speak, because they're, I don't care how tall JT is, you're not dribbling like that at the four or the five, you feel me? So JT is damn near a guard himself. You got Jalen Brown, who has emerged as one of the top two guards in the league. So now you have, you know, you have two superstar players who, like he just said, are both young and they're both fiery for that shine. It's not the same as a Wade who's already done it once and had the guidance of some legends like Shaq and, and Zoe and guys like that to tell them, hey, listen, it's like, you know, it's a man's league. You got to mature at some point in time. Or you have to be willing to put your pride aside to make certain sacrifices. So... I mean, if they move off of JB, I just don't know who they bring in because, like he said, whoever you bring in, you're going to have to pay at some in some form at some point in time. Whereas you have teams like the Nuggets, teams like the Warriors, who for the most part were able to get everything they needed through the draft and was able to build teams like that, which is what we've been seeing from the majority of the past, you know, the years, the, the years past winners of the NBA championship. So... I feel like Boston just got to figure things out over there, and you know we'll see them again in the same in the same type of format: conference finals, semifinals, something like that. They're still going to be a prominent team in the East, but if they want to get over that hump of beating teams like the Miami Heat or beating teams like you know the teams that uh, like yeah you know like the Bucks or making it to the finals, beating teams like the Warriors, you know, and something needs to change over there. Something needs to change over there, man. And I feel like they could learn a thing or two from an organization like a Miami Heat, which we could segue to right now. What can we please put some like, was it just we didn't care when we was up 3-0 and we, we, we allowed the Celtics to come back? Or like just what what was it with the Heat that they complete they was able to completely the series series was able to completely flip to a perspective of we got fans saying that Miami Heat are going to be the first team to blow a 3-0 lead in the NBA playoff series. What happened in the series? Yeah, I wanted to ask I wanted to ask you that. I wanted to ask was the series more about Heat playing good or the Celtics not showing up? I'm going to be real with you, O. If I had to if I had to put some 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 basis to it, I would say they got comfortable. I would say they got comfortable, which is expected when the team is up 3-0 like it feels like there's no coming back. It feels like you have the you have the recipe for this team, you know, and it seems like everything is in motion. So to where you get to the point where you see Jimmy throwing up tees and you see us guaranteeing wins and you see us doing all this when it's like, guys, like, what are y'all showing the last three games that have shown us? Like, 
them talking on the podium after game six almost had me punching a hole through my TV. Because I'm looking at JB talking about we're guaranteeing a win in game seven. Bitch, you just said that about game six. You see what I'm saying? Like, at what point are we getting too comfortable in, you know, the damage we've been able to deal to these Boston Celtics, right? Where we're now it's like, okay, we're taking our foot off the gas and we're allowing them and guys like Derek White to be that spark plug that they need to bring a whole organization back. I feel like we got a little bit too comfortable, and if we do that against the Nuggets, we're getting the doors blown off of us. That's just my opinion. Just my opinion, I would say. So I don't know what it is for the Heat specifically where they need to be able to maintain that level of drive that they had at the beginning of the playoffs, but... You know, something needs to change in order to beat that beast over there from uh, what, 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 where are you from? Serbia? That big Serbia. old, be- that big yeah. old beast down there, man. I don't know what we're Fucking gonna do there. about him, but we gotta figure it out. So, like, I think that's a perfect segue to Heat versus Nuggets. Like, McKinley, what you feeling about the series? I know, I know, oh, I know, Key, I know, I myself, we all got different approaches to how we feeling about this series. But McKinley, I want to start with you and I and what you're expecting from the mm-hmm. 2023 NBA Finals. Um, it should be a chess match between the two head coaches, you know, to start it off, you know, Spolstra, you know, and amazing, you know, he's shown and has proved time after time, year after year, that he's the best head coach in the NBA right now. Nobody makes as great adjustments, nobody is afraid to just do stuff, try things, being able to notice certain things when it comes to players or schemes with the other team. So it should be an amazing chess match between those two coaches. Shout out to Mike Malone too, because he's been he's he's been really consistent. Mike Malone has been very consistent. He's been adamant on his guys getting his respect as he should, because like he said in that one presser, what more does Jokic have to prove to y'all? Like he's a back-to-back MVP. He almost three-peated as an MVP. Like he has solidified himself himself. Excuse me. As a staple in this league. My bad, oh, just chill, bro. Just chill. The words getting fucked. <laughs> but he has solidified himself as a staple in this league. So, you know, those type of guys deserve a certain type of respect that needs to be schemed for. Like you said, McKinley. Oh, you got any different approaches on what you think is going to be the turning point in this series? Like, bro, like the way Mike Malone talks and stuff and the way the Nuggets been playing, they look like they're on some aggressive dominating shit. So like we said, like I said earlier, like the Heat gonna have to keep up. Like, like I really feel like they just like their mindset is domination right now. Right. So I, 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 I just gotta, I gotta see what the Heat gonna do. Okay. They gotta okay. show me stuff. Okay, man. Key. They, Key, they gotta show me stuff. <laughs> I feel that though because, like I said, they did it. They ended the series on the right note, but it's not looking good when you're trying to put that up against against what they got going on over there in Denver. Key, what you think? It's going to be difficult. Um, I think that Miami... Miami has proven that whenever there's pressure against them throughout this playoffs, mm-hmm. that they answer to the pressure and that they, they always figure out a way. Because like I said earlier, we had a little talk at the pitchers party. It's like Odds, odds are against them, yeah. But even just looking at how other teams play and how they do things is like, how does Miami come over this hump? And time and time again throughout this playoffs, throughout the years, and people talk bad about Miami, always have it as a dark horse. They always prove to get over the hump. Um, we got to see this now with um, the Nuggets. How are they going to do it? Um, we talk about that big ass bear over there, Nuggets. 
Uh, Jamal Murray's a problem. They got, they're got they all bigger. They're all shooters. I honestly, like I said before, I just think that if Miami could keep this defensive way that they got going on right now, they stay rocking, they stay steady, they don't calm down, they don't um, get stirred and keep playing through Jimmy and everybody else keep doing their thing, that's the only way they can do it. It's just outshining the Nuggets That's if they can. That's the only way because the Nuggets are playing a, a different game right now. And the way that nigga Jokic is playing, bro, is crazy. Mike Malone's annoying. I don't like that little thing. I want him to beat him. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know how Mike's going to do it, but they got to figure it out for sure. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Before I get my take, I kind of want to, you know, point out something that you just said about Miami always being looked at as this dark horse. Now, <clears throat> like, we, like, we, like we started this conversation by describing how Miami has been one of the two franchises that has been in damn near every single Eastern Conference Finals of the past decade plus, right? <clears throat> we have a team like the Heat, a team as seasoned as the Heat. I feel like this is an undervalued part of this NBA Finals that is going to kind of show itself. I'm not saying the Heat are going to go out there and dominate, but I feel like experience is going to be a big thing on both sides mm-hmm. of this, on both sides of this, um, you know, both sides of this NBA Finals, being that we have the Denver Nuggets who have just now made it to their first NBA Finals. You know, more credit to them, more power to them. And to be honest, the way that the team looks, it looks like they could be a staple, a staple organization from here on out, right? So more credit to the to the Nuggets. But we have when you have a team like the Heat who has been there, who has done that, and then some. You know, at a certain point in time, one we gotta stop looking at this team, regardless of how they produce in the, in the regular season. You know, that discussion we was having earlier. Bro, this is an organization. This is a class organization. You know, with the class, with with the experience that is needed to in in order to make it. You know, to these big moments like they're like they've now made it to now. So, I feel like the experience of not only the head coaches but just the players around, players around the um the situation. The Heat just were just in the finals. You know, three years ago, and I know people are gonna say that's the bubble or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day. That was a moment where the stakes were the highest, and the majority of these players have seen that before. The Nuggets have never seen that before. So I feel like although they have the talent, although they have, you know, in the, on paper they should be winning this series, which is the same thing I felt about Boston. Experience and, you know, kind of, kind of. I'm not going to say specifically, but, you know, just looking at it from top to bottom, Boston clearly had the better roster. So it's like, you know, at certain moments, it's like, okay, fuck all that. Like, at the end of the day, you a man, I'm a man too. Like, we out here and we going, you know, this is our check. This is our, you know, this is our this is our food card. You see what I'm saying? So, it's like, I'm going to do what I got to do to succeed, and I'm going to hope you do the same. So, I feel like it's going to be, it's, it's, to McKelly's point, it's going to be a big scheme. It's going to be a schemed series, you know. Whoever gets out coached is going to lose the series. It's as simple as that. Now, if Eric Spolstra, he's been here, what, this is his, what, I don't even know how many times he's been in the finals. He's this like his sixth time, I think. I think this is six because he went four times with the Heat. Then he went he was with, he was with, uh, Wade, too. He was, he was a backup coach, but he was a Wade, too. Oh, right. It's seven. Um, yeah, it should be seventh. It's seventh yeah. appearance. This is seventh appearance in I, the NBA I, finals. Yeah, I think it's yeah, because he got seven East titles. Right. So seven, this is seventh yeah. appearance in the NBA finals versus a Mike Malone and a Denver Nuggets who's never been there. So, do y'all feel like experience is going to play a, play a role? Now that I just brought it up, what y'all think? 
Um, absolutely, and you know, obviously, it's a lot of t it's a lot of first times for those guys. You know, so the bright the lights are gonna be extremely bright. The pressure is gonna be on, and you know, I feel like a a factor that's gonna play in that people are not noticing is that like the teams that the Nuggets faced against, like a lot of them weren't like amazing like three point shooting teams, or like let's just say just had multiple shooters. Mm -hmm. They could just have guys that, you know, like, could really just space the floor and really just shoot it. Especially in that Lakers series, we've seen, like, they, they didn't have enough shooters, which kind of just mucked things up and wasn't allowing, you know, guys having that freedom, having that spacing, you know, to, to really punish the <clears throat> punish the Nuggets and really take advantage of, of the of the defense. Because, you know, the Nuggets, I mean, they, they only got, like, what, let's say about two, two, three above average defenders. The rest of the guys are either average or below average. So, you know, that's going to be a big thing, you know, making sure everybody's working. We're taking advantage of all mismatches. You know, you're going to see a lot of pick and rolls with Jimmy Butler getting Jamal Murray on them. And, you know, just like how the Lakers were going to try to do. So you're going to see a lot of that. But this time it's going to be different because now Jimmy Butler's going to have shooters to kick out. So guys going to be really more hesitant to help. Right. Right. So with that said, yeah. what's the predictions, bro? I need I need a round table predictions. I need money on the line, gun to your head. Who is winning the series? How many games? Keep on. First up. <laughs> you knew I was going to put you on the spot. You knew, you knew I was going to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, realistically yeah. speaking. See, we could talk about how we feel like Nuggets going blah, 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 blah. But now when it's time to put the money on the table, nobody want to say nothing. Realistically speaking, you, you, just, you said that experience thing, and I hit my head like, damn, you're right. Um... What do you call it? I always see something else. Fuck it. Wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> you know you want to say the heat. Come on now. No, hold on. I got something to say. Put, put your prize picks money on the heat. Oh, I got something to say. Hold on, bro. Damn. 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 So what so we, so we, oh, yeah. okay. I play, I play Lakers through Miami Log. You know why? Why? Oreo talked about how the Nuggets has been on some aggressive shit, been doing their thing. They've been wanting to dominate teams. They're sick and tired of people talking bad about them. Mm -hmm. The bear was hot. The bear was doing his thing going through the West. That nigga hibernated. He, he swept us. They've been sleeping this whole time, waiting and waiting. That heat, that that anger, that, that aggression they have has died down a little too. So you have that. Plus, the, the, they have no experience in Miami. Just finished the game two days ago. Miami will come in. They, they, they packed their ticket to Denver right before the game that's ended. That's crazy. Nobody is ready. Hey, if that's, not, if, that's not ball, if that's not balls, I don't know what is. <laughs> and, and, and but there's always two ways to look at that, though. There's always you can say, "All right, them boys just played, so they mo they got momentum, they high and ready to play," or you can say they're gonna be tired. There's always two perspectives to that. Mm. I feel yeah, like, but I feel that, but it's heat culture, like, you know. Yeah, I, I, I have to remind me do that thing where in 2020, after 2020, James Butler was dead. Right. He couldn't play as a Lakers. He was dead. He was still hooping on E. Now he like. He chill, like he he smiling after the game and shit. And even after they won, he wasn't smiling. He was like, bro, mm -hmm. man, I'm trying to give him the um, trophy. He's like, bro, I want the next one. Right. Like they on go, and I'm not saying Nuggets aren't on go. They definitely are, but they got somebody coming out. And he another thing is too, when you come into a, a freaking um, a, a game a series, knowing that you're the team that's not gonna have the home games, you know you gotta go and take a game from them. You know you gotta go in their home court and do something. You can't go in their home court and lay down. Right. So that's going to be factors that's going to hit, and I, 
And the Heat definitely got to play, play a better role because the Nuggets are definitely a, a better team on paper than what they do out the season. But um, after Nuggets, F Mike went on. He was talking great about Lakers after they lost. Like, bro, that shit dead. Okay, we get it. You won. Fuck them Nuggets. I got Miami winning like four. I know, I know. It's four two. Ooh, the boy got heat in six. Okay, he is six. So, all right, so wait, how much of hatred for Mike Malone and the boys is contributing to that? <laughs> uh, not as not as much. It's just um, okay, okay. uh, Jimmy Butler is my X Factor, and I believe in Jimmy Butler. And um, even even last game where he was playing battle last two games before game seven, he stepped up and dropped twenty eight, and he could have had more wasn't a blowout. And I feel yeah. like how he looked after that and everything like i'm not saying Jokic's not gonna do his thing but jamal murray he can do his thing too we'll see i, I feel like it's gonna be jimmy versus them and the way caleb martin boy is playing they gotta keep it up if they don't step it up then you know what's one, one the way curve, they've been playing this whole playoffs one curveball i want to make sure we throw in before we get we wrap this episode up with the predictions how do y'all feel like the heat should integrate and are going to integrate tyler hero that conversation that we was having earlier I can sit bet my piece about Tyler if y'all want me to start, but I want to hear what you guys feel should be done with Tyler and what you guys think Tyler Hero brings to this dynamic of this NBA Finals. Mind you, this is six man of the year that we're talking. This, this is six man of the year that we're talking about. All right, when so when I'm watching the Heat games, so I see Jimmy Butler go on the bench and I see Kyle Lowry get minutes. That's when Tyler Hero should be in the game. Okay, so, you're saying, so you're saying take Kyle beat. Lowry's minutes is what you're saying. In a way, you don't necessarily have to take Larry out, but Hero needs to be that guy when Butler goes on the bench. For that second unit. I think that's how I should ride, yeah. Okay. 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 Now, a conversation we was having earlier because, you know, although, you know, Kevon was speaking some sense. He was, he was making sense. Tyler Hero is a sixth man of the year. He has solidified himself as, you know, one of them staples of Heat culture. And we know he can go get a bucket when you need a bucket, right? But my thing is, at what point, does it become, and I feel like the experience is going to play a role in this not taking place. So I think Tyler Hero can still be integrated the right way. But at what point is it he comes back and we know what he means to the Miami Heat? And it's like, okay, now we need to take what it's not even that we need to or we're going to even want Shine to be taken away from these role players that are playing like God knows what so far this playoffs. But it's going to end up happening because now you got another guy. That's a 35 to 40 minute guy in the rotation. Like those minutes just can't pop out of thin air and you can't you can't play with six. So I'm saying I'm my perspective is you try to work him in slowly, but if it's you see it's not going or you see that, you know, the flow is kind of switching up from what it was against these, you know, Boston and the Bucks and these past few series, I'm thinking I'm thinking we leave him on the back burner, bro, and hold him out till next season. I don't know. That's just me. Key, what you think? Me too. Oh. Nah, but they need that Hold on. Hold on, <laughs> Key. Key, I need it one time real quick. You know you know what to do. I know you see what I'm seeing. What are you doing? Nah, you ain't slick. We got that on 4K. We got you falling asleep on 4K. For those for for the fans that don't know, no, I have to say it. For the fans that don't know this about my good friend Smack, 
He cannot yeah. hang, bro. I love that you guys are going along this journey with us, and y'all could just see see things in <laughs> in 4K. Like I want y'all to see it in in you feel me high definition. This man, you could be out in the most noisiest of settings. If bro is tired, he is gonna close his out his eyes, slouch <laughs> slouch that lower lip, and he gonna be gone, bro. I'm telling you, you already Thanks. know what time it is when it comes to my <laughs> my co-host here. But Key, Key, what you think? That, I think they need him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think um, um, defensively he's he's gonna be hard, but they have Duncan Robinson out there playing, and he's playing good minutes. Um, it's I think if, if they put him out there, the one thing they can't do is put him on Bruce Brown, because right. Bruce Brown is moving all over the place. He's going for rebounds. He, that's what they did with Austin Reeves, and Bruce Brown took advantage of that. And it's gonna be hard to get to Michael Porter because Michael Porter gonna shoot over that. Mm-hmm. But Caldwell Pope is playing good too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Caldwell Pope. So I, like, it, it's gonna be hard for that. But it's gonna be hard regardless of yeah, him or Duncan Robinson, in my opinion. Right. But Miami, the thing with Miami does is that we forgot to mention is which will be hard against the Nuggets because Nuggets are a good shooting team. They play a lot of zone, mm. and with that zone, they hide people. But right. Celtics are a good shooting team too. So well, they they they're off the last few games, but. Right. Well, they 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 go shooting team too, and, and that zone, you know, it kept up some play, sometimes. They kept it, it didn't. Um, they gotta play that zone and um see how that works against Jokic and see if we can hide Tyler Hero in that zone. Um. Okay, but your overall premise is that we need him. Yeah, yeah, I need him for sure. Okay. And I think that if Hero was playing those games, they would have won before they won the game seven. Respect. I can respect that take. Okay. Oh, what you think about the series? It was um. So you guys, you guys are talking about the experience thing with Heat versus Nuggets. Don't you guys think that the like them going against LeBron in the conference finals was a high magnitude game? Like they kind of handled the bright lights well. Like you don't think they'll be pretty consistent or at least decent enough in the finals? I think, like it won't be a big. I don't think it'll be a huge experience game. Right, right. I think okay. So to that to that question, I think it was a big help. A huge help actually because we saw we saw the guys talking about it after the series you saw Jokic saying listen we up right now but you can never count that guy on the other side of the court out and that's a real statement which so it, it worked towards their pre- preparation for the NBA finals being that they were able to take out such an influential player and such a player that you know can turn the tide of a series like that you know at a flip you know at a, at a snap of a finger but I still feel as though you know the time in which they caught him, because let's be real, this is not Braun from the Miami days. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I know you know, that. you know. So I feel like yes, it's a benefit being that you played against a big name, and it does help you prepare for the series. But I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's that that specific. You know, turning point that can give you what you need to to match up with the experience. So I get what you're trying to say, but I mm-hmm. I don't know. Especially being that they swept them. Now if they went to seven or something, then we could talk about it. But I feel like them. That's sweeping. what I like about them, though. They didn't do no sweet. Oh, let them just win this one game. Right. They, they handle business. They handle business. Right. Key, you saying something? I was thinking. Um. I don't want to say this mm-hmm. because I hope this is not how it is. But it like they had they wanted like it's on their schedule. The way Mike Malone was talking about them, it didn't seem like, oh, this season they told Lakers a lot. Less, less, less. It like he was mad at Lakers since the 2020 year. Mm. And they feel like this is something that they wanted to go at. And mm. that's why they dominated and beat us for a zip. Mm. And it's like, 
you know, when you have a mountain you want to climb, once you climb that mountain, what's next? And it's like, shit, yeah. now I got one of the finals. And it's like, I'm not saying they haven't played anybody like James Butler before, because they definitely played like a Kurt. And I, I don't think I played anybody like James Butler before. And they Gene may be Butler, satisfied with that sweep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I know that they're not going to, I hope not. That's not how it is. I think them niggas, yeah. hopefully they have the mindset that we're thinking like, oh, you know, F the Lakers, we will take them off the list. They're going to go for the finals and take everybody else off. Right. I hope they have that mindset. Um, They should. But Gene Butler and them boys, as I was saying, they're different beats. They've been here. They lost already. And they're the team that's lost in the finals. Going back again, it's a different tone than a team that's going for the first time. Yeah. And like Chris same... Paul. No, go ahead. <laughs> with Chris ready. Paul, he was like, he was like, um, I think it's the finals. I can get used to this. I like this. It's like some Britney shit. That's like, yeah, it's like addiction. Yeah, it's addiction. Like, like, them boys gonna be ready. They're gonna play hard basketball for short. I don't think the bright lights is gonna affect them as much. But it's not just that. Like other things play a factor also while playing in that big last series. Yep. And I feel like Miami's a little bit more ready for that than the, 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 um, the, the Nuggets. Especially right. when they have so much time on their laps to sit down and, and think about it. And, and they didn't even know who it was going to be. It could have been Celtics or Heat. Now they got to focus mostly on Heat. Um, I don't I don't, don't want to hear no BS from the boys like, oh, we weren't ready. We didn't know uh, later on. Right. That's all I got to say. Right. I mean, it's two, sides, it's two sides to the coin because the same way you're saying that, you know, we could say the O's point, it might be a benefit in that they have extra time to rest and they have an extra time to game plan so oh. we no 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 I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm saying like um they had all that time but, but now they have like yeah. too much time on their hands like right. It, right. they didn't right. know the, whether to plan for the Celtics or the yeah. Celtics yeah. they didn't know who was going with so oh who you got cause you was talking Nuggets yeah, my you prediction, was talking the Nuggets yeah, talk. my, yeah 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 I'm like bro there was a time Nuggets were going went on like a 10 or 11 game which in the regular season I was watching the games I'm like bro like this shit's serious like this is a team like this shit mm-hmm. don't look beatable bro like I've seen the other team doing good things not really making mistakes you just like you can't like you just can't beat that shit right. and and yeah yeah I like the heat and it's gonna hate it's, it's gonna I, I got the Nuggets for it too and like I would honestly sadly say like it'll be a sad sad city bro it might even go 4-1 <laughs> thank God we had oh thank God we had O on the show today because we all know the rest of us going heat. Just off of just the bias of, the, of being heat fans, you know. So thank you for somebody that's probably being realistic about the situation. But <laughs> McKinley, what you what you think? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, McKinley. Sorry, McKinley. We gotta put the same with that. Me and Dog, we fought with Yoke. We talked with Yoke for years. Yeah, we talked with Yoke for years. It's not even like oh, like. We just seen him now playing like one of our, our friend Eldon was in a group chat was like, This is how Jokic played? I'm like, yes, bro, yes, this is how bro. Jokic played. No, literally. Like right. literally, right. like his game is boring, bro. It's boring kind of as other than the flashy the, the flashy shit. Yeah. His game is boring because he's so slow and it looks so dragged. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I thought about when Kibon said, Oh, they they might be satisfied with the Lakers thing. Like I right. think Jokic just hoop. Like he trying to just that, get this ring, bro. Yeah, that's true, that's true. And him yeah. being from just a 
not outlandish country, but a country where you know they got some. Some of them got some loose screws. Like you, you, y'all be seeing his huddles up with his brothers. I'd be like, bro, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to come across that family in a street fight. You feel me? Because I feel like they gonna do some nut shit, like take off a take off a light pole and smack me with that bed. You see? I know they beds was on the floor, bro. They broke all that. Shit. You feel me? <laughs> they, bro, Jokic and his brothers' beds was on the floor. Ain't no, they had to be. I'm telling bro. you, bro. They fight. They, they, they fridge they, door handle was broke. All what? They look like they fight to the death. So you know, they, it's a problem over there. It's a problem over there. Smack. What you think? Man, it's, it's, uh, uh, damn. Going with my heat bias, that's always. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Nah, let me stop. But if, nah, if, you, if, a, if you had a gun to your head right now, and you had to pick what you thought this series was gonna finish and who you thought was gonna win, like they the said, runs. if you wrong, you die. If you wrong, you die. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, early in this Super Bowl, man, I, I usually I always go with my home boy. Super Bowl, yeah, this man slumped. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I made the wrong decision of going against Patrick Mahomes in the oh, Super okay, Bowl, okay, taking the Eagles because we're the better team. You know, I went with the Eagles. But you know, I ain't gonna make that mistake again. I'm going with that dog, Jimmy Butler. He's he's yet to fail me. He went against the Bucks, beat him. Went against the Celtics, beat him. The Knicks, we ain't worried about him. We ain't gonna talk about them. They weren't really that much calm. But anyway, mm-hmm. you know he's giving me so many reasons not to doubt him. Mm-hmm. And why would I? And why would I start now? When the odds are stacked against him, when it seems like it may be impossible, and it will, and it will be very <laughs> uh, highly unlikely. But I got heat in seven. I respect it. Seven. I respect you scared. Uh, <laughs> we ain't never scared over here. Uh, hey man, listen. I'm a I'm gonna give some merit to my pick, right? Just because I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and blame it on, you know, just being a Heat fan and everything. This season with the Miami Heat for me is showing me is 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 reminiscent of that Tampa Bay Bucks run. That, mm. that Tom Brady put on a couple years ago. McKinley, I know you hate to hear mm. that name, but I just got to, you know, I got to give flowers because the man went on the road. He beat everybody they said he wasn't going to beat, you know. He did everything he needed to do, which is similar to what I feel like the Heat and Jimmy Butler have been doing this series. After that first playing loss, they've looked like a completely different team, and their head have been on their shoulders from start to finish. Now, they have gone through these playoffs and beat some people they weren't supposed to beat. They beat the, you know, the widely proclaimed until Jokic just started balling this season, but the widely proclaimed best player on the planet in Jokic, I mean, in, in Giannis. Then you matched up against that two-headed beast over there in, um, in Boston, and you handled business against them. From an eight-seed perspective, from a playing spot perspective, I feel like the Heat have no choice but to cap off this miracle run to the championship. And if they don't, it is what it is. It is what, like O said, I'm right or I die. It is what it is, boy. But I'm going <laughs> with the Miami Heat, and I'm going with the Heat in seven. Not because I'm scared, but because I know they have a tendency to take their foot off the gas. So even if the scheme is still being put in the way it's supposed to be, I feel like they can be a little too lax sometimes. And, you know, all 
let me say that with an asterisk because a lot of this is going to depend on if Bam is finally going to tighten up this series because we cannot afford no less than that all-star caliber Bam at a bio. We not we cannot afford no less, especially being that their best player is your matchup, basically, unless we run that zone. Their best player is you, and we're already an undersized team. My guy, if you don't perform, we're getting swept. I'm just be honest about it. Because that guy over there, when you have a guy on the other on the other block that can give you 50, 12, 50, 20, and 12, you feel me? Like, you can, you have to put your best foot forward or... Light work. Yeah, light work, too. You have to put your best foot forward or there's... It'll lock him down like my big man in 2K. Oh, you shouldn't have said that because I can go on the tangent. You can work. Yeah, I can go on the tangent. Your garbage so, so if the yeah, nuggets, So, if the Nuggets are a 10... The three teams that he beat, Knicks, Bucks, Celtics. Right. If the Nuggets are a 10, what are the Bucks? The Bucks, they eight. were suffering through injuries, so I'll give them like a six. Seven, seven, I'll give them a seven. And then the Knicks are I'm below and, the Bucks. And hold on, to my to my homies James, Sule, and the rest of you dumbass Nick fans out there. Oh, I'm sorry to say I love y'all. But y'all are just the most ignorant fan base in the world. Y'all got one oh. little, y'all get one little, little taste of glory, and y'all think y'all are the best dynasty in the league. Shut up, okay? So we make Bucks life are seven, up. and Knicks are what? They are, they are three Five. for me, bro. Get the Knicks. And the Celtics low. are lower eight. than the Bucks, or nah? The Celtics right, are like Celtics. eight. Eight, baby. Celtics nine. eight, Bucks seven, Knicks four, five. Nuggets yeah, are a 10. They're a 10. They're a 10, but we, that's what I'm saying. We have to put our best foot forward because if we don't, we don't have a chance. I don't give a damn what scheme Eric's supposed to put in. You can say they say they're Nuggets. Who they beat? Oh, we can The Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Oh, sugar. The Suns were only KD and Booker. Right. And then the Lakers, though, they, they, the Lakers, no matter what Lakers did, they answered, but. Right. How many AD games? Brand, AD the Suns won two games. Yeah, it's only two games. Booker so was cool. going. Yeah, Booker he was, was going stupid. Yeah, Booker was going yeah. stupid. Booker was going stupid. Man, I feel like we could wrap up by saying it's going to be a dogfight, y'all. And I know we've been kind of in- inconsistent to um, these last few months, but we are planning on documenting these series game by game. And we are planning on, you know, going throughout this entire summer, you know, talking about everything we need to talk about. So we just um, looking forward to y'all coming on this journey with us. We're looking forward to see what the finals holds. I want to give a big thank you to our special guest today, Mr. O. As you can see, he uh, he brings a whole other dynamic to the group, and he brings some some sense of level-headedness to the group sometimes when you got niggas like <laughs> Key screaming off the walls and shit. So, you know, it's um it's a pleasure to have you today, my man. And um, Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Of course. Of course. And it's a pleasure yes, to, you know, man. once again be back here with the rest of y'all. So, like you said, the journey continues, you know, Heat in seven. I don't care what nobody say. Heat in seven. I'm rocking with my team. Even though I know we might get swept or, or gentlemen swept. Yeah, it might be sad. It might be sad. It might be sad. It really might be sad. It really might be sad. It really might be sad. If y'all didn't know, O is a native of um of South Florida as well. So it might he knows he knows he knows what it is down here. He knows he knows what well, it is down here. He loves them sorry ass Patriots. <laughs> yes, sir. Grits. Grits, grits. Mm-hmm. Hey man, it's a pleasure to have y'all today. Thank y'all so much for tuning in once again. Like I said, we're gonna be back 
right after game one we're gonna be back in the same format we're gonna be back you know to continue to document this series as it takes place so without further ado if anybody else has anything to say anybody else got anything that they want to say lisa you owe me five dollars who owe you five dollars lisa oh lisa okay lisa i'm gonna make sure i dm this to you or keyvon's gonna do um, it to you or something in the comments start bench cut jamal murray jason tatum Jalen brown Ooh, i like that special guest okay y'all heard the man start bench cut and i'm gonna make sure we post that too so that gets his traction that it needs but hey man <laughs> be easy stay greasy man be easy stay greasy mckinley stay awake how about you do that <laughs> love y'all how boys, about, man. Hey, how about you take yeah, that cap off? Shut up. I love y'all boys, man. We out of here. MKZ back again later. Bow. Need a